the World Economic Forum, along with the United Nations, has unveiled plans to remove property rights from individuals. I know, that's a bold statement, but it's fully aligned with their own words, which they declared that by 2030, you would own nothing and you will be happy. The nation was founded on private property rights. America's original phrase from the Declaration of Independence was not life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness as declared as unalienable rights. It was life, liberty, and property. And they changed it at the last minute to say pursuit of happiness. This is emphasized in our Constitution, which includes property instead of happiness in the 5th and 14th Amendments, life, liberty, property. The founders and our Constitution equated private property rights with the pursuit of happiness and declared it the government's job to protect both. In fact, in 1792, the father of the Constitution, James Madison, wrote, government is instituted to protect property of every sort as well that which lies in the various rights of individuals, as that which the term particularly expresses. This being the end of government, that alone is a just government which impartially secures to every man whatever is his own. They never intended for the governments to be taking property. They expected the government to defend property. Thus, when the World Economic Forum comes along and says they plan to remove all individual property ownership by 2030 and says, you will be happy, they are directly challenging the vision of this nation. Here's the scary part. They're well on their way to fundamentally destroying the uniqueness of America, the most prosperous and successful nation in the history of the world. Without America, there might not be any personal liberty anywhere. And that's the point. This is a power grab by elites to control you and all future generations. Join me in the Economic War Room, where we will meet with Frank Gaffney and learn about how the United Nations, the federal government, and Wall Street are conspiring to steal this nation and financialize nature. Our guest, Frank Gaffney, he's been a friend of the Economic War Room from the very beginning. He's the founder and the chairman of the Center for Security Policy. He was in the Reagan Department of Defense, and he's been a senior leader of amazing coalitions, like the Committee on the Present Danger China, and like the Sovereignty Coalition. Welcome, Frank, back to the Economic War Room. It's great to be back as always, Kevin. Thank you for having me. Frank, we've been talking about the financialization of nature. We've been talking about the taking of private property rights. Uh, you helped me understand this with a brilliant webinar done by the Sovereignty Coalition. Uh, tell me, what is the problem what, and what brought it to your attention? Well, it actually is one of our Committee on the President Danger China webinars. You can find it at the SovereigntyCoalition.org, though, as well, Kevin. And uh, what brought it to my attention was, frankly, uh, a brilliant guy who participated in the program by the name of Dr. James Lindsay, I'm sure you know him, um, sent me a couple of tweets that he had put out, uh, I think Christmas Eve, if I'm not mistaken, and my head exploded. And, uh, you know, I'm ashamed to say that I didn't know anything about it prior to that time because it's been out brooded a bit, but not much um, since I think the 4th of October when the Securities and Exchange Commission, an outfit you know well, um, announced that they were going to do a very truncated public comment on a rule, a proposed rule, that the New York Stock Exchange and something called the Intrinsic Exchange Group had come up with uh, for a whole new class of 
of companies. They're calling them natural asset companies. Uh, and and the economic war room being your portfolio, not mine, I know you know a lot more about the nature of this, but Kevin, it's my understanding that typically when the SEC puts forward a rule, you get 60 days, maybe 90 days to comment on it. And I think this was evidence of their hope that they could just kind of blow this thing through, get a decision on this uh, rule by the SEC, maybe by mid-November, and the rest of us uh, not being the wiser until all of a sudden public lands and waters and air and that means not just federal, but state and local, perhaps, but also uh, private property. And you're absolutely right about the, you know, foundational importance of that concept of private property. It could be also uh, subject to management arrangements under the purview of these so-called natural asset companies. Uh, to the detriment of using such resources for anything useful, uh, whether that might be farming, whether that might be, oh, I don't know, uh, mining or oil and gas exploitation or timber or perhaps even just hunting on the property. If it doesn't qualify in the terms of these asset uh uh, natural asset companies uh, as renewable or consistent with their global climate change mitigation responsibilities, it will be prohibited. Yeah, no, and yeah. that's the thing that's uh, very worrying in terms of again property rights, national and and personal. Yeah, the SEC has has uh, you know historically given you long comment periods on minor changes and minor issues. Here, a truncated comment period on an issue where they're completely redefining the purpose of a corporation. The purpose of a corporation is to produce profit for the shareholders. They're in right. essence taking a nonprofit purpose, almost a scam version, well, not almost, actually a scam version of yes. a nonprofit, and making it to where you can invest in it, hoping that they can get such sufficient investment in it that people will say, oh, no, no, I, I've invested in this. I have to see it succeed. And mm -hmm. they'll align our money. They're weaponizing our money against us, whether it's our pension funds or individual investments or whatever. The, these natural asset companies uh, do, would not qualify under any definition of a proper corporation. Uh, they and and they're taking essentially land that already exists. It's already doing whatever car, carbon offset. You know, trees are taking in carbon dioxide and producing oxygen. They're already doing it, and they're turning it into a place where you could gamble, bet on, invest in. They claim, uh, but this is a complete uh, scam. Uh, Frank, it is. We're going to have to take a break, but when we come back, I want to dive in deeper to what a natural asset company is. And then eventually, I want to get to the point, how can we as an economic war room and all of our viewers uh, put an end to this, stop this in its tracks, as we've been doing with ESG and so many other critical economic issues. So let's take a break and we'll be right back. We're speaking with Frank Gaffney, and we're talking about a real serious national security issue, but it's happening on Wall Street, and that is... The New York Stock Exchange went to the SEC and said, hey, we want to change all of the history and all of the rules that we've had 
uh, you know, in this nation for 200 plus years. And really, the from the very beginning of the definition of what a corporation is, and we want to change it so we can financialize nature and make a little profit off what trees do and what grass does and things like that. I mean, it's it's a total scam, but it's being foisted upon us by the World Economic Forum, the United Nations, Wall Street, and our own government. So, Frank, uh, tell talk about a little these natural asset companies and a little bit about the accounting that they do. Well, Kevin, I, I had just a, by way of a quick anecdote into all of this, I, I had a conversation with a mutual friend of ours, Bill Walton, uh, on uh, New Year's Eve. And uh, I had the opportunity to read him in. Uh, he had not heard about any of this. And, you know, he, he ran Allied Capital, a $6 billion Wall Street company for over 12 years, as I recall. And he said, well, this doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, this, the, the, there's no there there. How, how can a corporation that can't make money have any value? And then he studied it a little bit more closely. And he realized that, as you were suggesting before the break, um, the only way you can do that is, is basically on the basis of fraud. And, you know, the, the, the bigger sucker, I think, uh, model. And basically... What they have in mind, and, and by the way, it's important to know the genealogy of this thing. This was born of an agenda adopted by the United Nations decades ago. They called it at the time the 30 by 30 program. And what that meant was that 30% of the world's land and water and air and so on would be remanded to a pristine state permanently by governments of the world. Uh, over time, they changed it to uh, the uh, Agenda 2030 sustainable, uh, you know, uh, program. Uh, and, you know, the point of it is whether it, it was the underlying idea that, as you say, you'd have companies that don't earn money being valuable, which is, let's face it, simply alchemy, you know, making the air monetized, they had to have an accounting system that would go along with it. And the UN helpfully came up with one of those too, which basically, as I understand it, just kind of imputes value to these natural resources, uh, even though they can't be tapped or you know otherwise exploited in the, uh, the traditional ways. And by gum, if you buy that, uh, I have a bridge that I would like to sell you in uh, in Brooklyn. This is unfortunately uh, now hurtling down the tracks at us, though, because, as you say, of this collusion between, on the one hand, the New York Stock Exchange and this so-called IEG, the Intrinsic Exchange Group, which is responsible for the accounting process, uh, not not general accounting principles that you're familiar with, Kevin, but this 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 new math or voodoo accounting, if you will. But uh, this uh, this company, IEG, actually has as a joint venture partner the New York Stock Exchange. So uh, that would qualify as a conflict of interest, it seems. But so does what the SEC under Gary Gensler is about. As you know, um, he's been quite controversial for a number of scandals, I think, in his past. But most especially, he's driven by this climate change agenda. And so they're 
all in on sort of moving forward with uh, what I think of as an ESG, Environment Social Governance uh, Agenda, on steroids with its own accounting system. And listen, but for this opportunity for comments and the kind of opposition that is now being generated, I think that uh, this would have blown through months ago. And it may yet, but we do have a chance to do something about it. I'm very excited that the Economic War Room team can play an important role in that. Yeah, well, you know, the, the old saying was that the capitalists would sell the communists the rope with which to hang them. And that's oh. essentially what this process does. It uses our capitalist system, Wall Street, uh, to bring in Marxism, to bring in common public control and not individual property. I, I have a variation on the theme. I call it financing the acquisition of the rope with which to hang yes, us. Yes, exactly. And that's how this all ties together. Yeah, financialization of the rope. But but here's the thing is it, at a very practical level, if you own a piece of property, and I just inherited a piece of property when my father passed in Oklahoma, I, I've got my brother and sister and I own 60 acres there. Uh, we then, they could come in and we could financialize that and, and sell a piece of it and, and gain some profit from it. But we would then be able to farm it at the same sustainable level that we've been able to farm it up to this point. Here's the problem. That means we can't do anything with modern fertilizer, modern equipment or whatever, and eventually we'd go out of business. We couldn't farm it at all. And then, well, lo and behold, they'll show up and buy the rest of the asset at, at fire sale prices and then lock it away to where it could never be productive. This isn't just control of uh, property. It's control of food. It's control of minerals. It's control of energy. It's control of the ability to produce a factory or do anything of product. It's locking away forever, and it's not going to stop at 30%. They want 100% of everything, and this is a surf system like we've never seen. We haven't seen since the Middle Ages, where the elites control and run everything. You know, Kevin, uh, in the course of the webinar that we did, and thank you for calling attention to it, presentdangerchina.org is where all of them uh, reside, and I commend them to you. We encourage subscription to them because they're free, and um, they're almost always incredibly informative, as especially was this one. But one of the things that Dave Walsh, one of our go-to guys on energy security, uh, pointed out, Kevin, is that because the guys who are going to be managing these assets um, in this natural asset company management, and th that could be the Chinese Communist Party, by the way, uh, will be defining what uses are consistent with this whole idea of sustainability and, and uh, renewability and all that. They may well decide that uh, they could put a solar farm on that property or a wind farm for that matter, maybe even a factory to manufacture batteries on it. They just will not allow it to be used for the kinds of productive uses that uh, might be in the best interest of the American people or, or those private property owners, in fact. We've got to beat this, that's for sure. Yeah, well, we're going to need to take another break. Let's come back and let's drill into why China would want to see this happen and then go beyond that and say, how can we stop them? We have a very short window to alert the SEC, and then we've got to have a backup plan at the state level as well. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk solutions. We're speaking with Frank Gaffney from the Committee on the Present Danger China, 
And we've been talking about natural asset companies and how they're being forced on us potentially through the SEC. We have a chance to stop it, but we need to learn about it and then we need to take action to stop it. Uh, when we talk about natural asset companies, they're essentially removing private individual property rights and putting it in the collective, uh, the Borg, so to speak. Uh, we've talked about that quite a bit on this program. But Frank, why would China want the United Nations to take over American land? Well, let's just cut out the middlemen. Why would China want to be the owners of one or more of these natural asset companies? Well, the answer, as you know so well, Kevin, is obvious. Uh, they would like nothing better than to lock down and essentially deprive the United States of much of its natural wealth. I mean, the bounty God gave this country. Uh, imagine, especially if in the process through this, uh, uh, well, voodoo accounting, they might actually make money on it as well. The, the strategic value to enemies of this country is very considerable. And consequently, I think you may well see not only the Chinese um, taking ownership positions in these companies, but the Russians, perhaps, certainly the Saudis, maybe, who knows, the Iranians. And, and once they are in a position to control what uses are made, if any, of these uh, particular pieces of land or the waterways or even the air. Kevin, it's really just a matter of time until, um, as you said in your comment about private property, they are able to begin intruding on other parts of our real estate in ways that are detrimental as well to this country whom they seek to destroy. Let's be clear about that. And they're well on their way to doing it. Yeah, I think that they want us to preserve it until they can take us over and then exploit it for themselves. I don't think the Chinese are in any ways good preservers of nature. I mean, look at China and what they've done. In fact, what, what, wasn't, it, uh, wasn't there a commentary about taking over America and, and because China's polluted their waterways and they look at ours and say, well, they're good. Look at American yeah. land. Yeah. Well, Kevin, as you know, in our book, The Indictment, we talk about a guy who 20 years or so ago was the defense minister of China, a general by the name of Qi Hao Qian, who in a secret party meeting said explicitly that Deng Xiaoping, the general secretary of the Chinese Communist Party who brought us Tiananmen Square back in the early 19, late 1980s, he made it clear to the biological warfare program of China an illegal activity, by the way, that their mission was to depopulate the United States so that it could be colonized by China. And so, yes, you're absolutely right. They just as soon, I'm sure, maintain those assets for their exploitation. And they won't give a fig about um, the climate change implications of it, that's for sure. Yeah, well, those are problems, serious problems, national security problems, food security problems, uh, economic security problems, all of the above wrapped in one wrapper. But Frank, you have a solution. You have an action, take action campaign, and then we have a state-based solution with the State Financial Officers Foundation. Tell us about what we can do uh, from the Committee on the Present Danger of China and the Alinac campaign you've started. Yeah, I, I, Kevin, you know, in my experience, which is 40 odd years now, I guess, um, in dealing with public policy issues, it's very rare that especially when you're dealing with a big problem, one with very pronounced and and malevolent implications, 
that you have an opportunity to do something about it in a in a very concerted way and in the very near term, no less. This is one of those problems. The Securities and Exchange Commission, as we mentioned earlier, has uh, under review this proposed rule from the New York Stock Exchange and this uh, intrinsic exchange group. Um, they've given us on an extension, thank you very much, uh, to the 18th of January, the opportunity to comment. We need everybody who is in the economic war room. I was just talking with that other war room proprietor, Steve Bannon, about uh, his posse, as he calls him, um, our you know, Securing America uh, program, and everybody else in our country who loves this place to get on the net to tell the Securities and Exchange Commission, forget about it. And we've created a platform, as you say, at the Sovereignty Coalition. I'm sorry to be confusing about this. They're, they're brought to you by the same people, basically. But the webinar, as well as a, an Align Act campaign, can be found at SovereigntyCoalition.org. With a click of a mouse, you can fill in the form for the comments to the SEC. You can also send a comment, and we've prescripted one if you want to use it, to your representatives in Congress because they need to become engaged as well. So that's what we need to be doing at the federal level, but you've got some very important insights as to what we can do with people like your friend and my much admired colleague, uh, Marlo Oaks, the treasurer of Utah, for example, at the state level. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is a fraud issue. I think that if the SEC gives a pass on calling it a fraud, the states can use their accounting rules, their provision. And under the Constitution, they have authority and power here, and they can literally call these things fraud. I think there could be RICO suits against them because they're conspiring to deprive Americans of property without due process. And so I think there's all kinds of things we can do. And we've got to fight back because our money, our pensions, et cetera, are being used against us. This is an economic war. What we see as a marketplace, meaning, you know, Wall Street, our enemies see as a battle space and they're using it against us. This is a 1776 moment. So, Frank, tell us again, uh, presentdangerchina.org and sovereigntycoalition.org. That's it, for sure. And, and Kevin, again, just one further point. I, I think what um, Marlowe understands especially is the land that they're talking about giving up, the federal lands, are by and large not actually their lands. A lot of those, for example, something like two-thirds of the state of Utah are really state lands that were supposed to be turned over to the state and haven't been. I, I think the state's rights aspect of this, as well as the constitutional problems with this, to say nothing of the accounting fraud, all have to factor into this. And we need everyone to go to sovereigntycoalition.org and let these Security Exchange Commission, Gary Gensler and company, and your elected representatives know how you feel about the selling off and selling out of America. We'll summarize all of this in our free economic battle plan, uh, SovereigntyCoalition.org, uh, the uh, org, all of it, all the links, everything you need, and you can get your free copy at EconomicWarRoom.com. Remember, what we see as a marketplace, our enemies view as a battle space. This is Kevin Freeman from the Economic War Room.